Wow, what a day it is today, isn't it? What an eclectic mix of emotions going on. We've celebrated three baptisms, new life in Christ Jesus, yet we're tinged with grief as we mourn the loss of the late Queen. It's been an extraordinary week, hasn't it, in the life of our nation. Since Thursday the 8th of September, we've been mourning Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth. And we knew that the time of her passing was drawing ever near, but still our nation and the nations of the whole world are sharing a sense of profound grief. We have been stirred, whether we are monarchists or not. And here at St. Thomas's, as Ben has just said, we, we've been preparing to reopen this incredible building once again for public worship and to welcome the people of the city and afar. We didn't know how we were going to do it or when we were going to do it, but he did. He took all of our worries and they were alleviated by the necessity to make sure our doors were open over the past week as people responded to the Queen's passing. We've been open every day. Many people have come through these doors emotional. Many people not knowing what to say or do, but they know that they are to respond in some way. Maybe it's to light a candle, to sit in quietness, to sign the condolence book, to simply say thank you, to mark the passing of an extraordinary public servant. And for some, it's brought to the surface grief, tension, feelings of profound loss. Some of these feelings that have been built up over many years and have come to head now. For some, there's confusion. The Queen has been a constant for seven decades after all. She has always been there. But why do we all, whether we are royalists or not, love the Queen so much? Well, this is some of the reasons that I think. Because she inhabited values that we respect and love. Humility, kindness, servant-heartedness, putting others before herself, making others feel valued and loved. But where did she get all of this from? She got it from Jesus. Her audiences were with him. So if you are here and asking why was the queen so special, you have to look at the king she served, King Jesus. The queen was the nation's most effective evangelist. She mentioned Jesus in most of her significant speeches. She spoke of how she was constantly praying for you and for I. She even called the whole nation to repent and turn to Jesus in one of her Christmas Day speeches. She loved Jesus and believed in the power of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, to see lives transformed. And she longed for you and I 
to know it deep in our hearts. And that's why on a day like today, we're caught in this tension. On one hand, we mourn the Queen, and on the other, we're celebrating three baptisms. Now, why can we do that at the same time? Baptism, as we've heard, is all about dying to self and rising to new life in Christ Jesus, welcomed into the family of God, which we have done today. The royal priesthood. And the queen, royal as she was, she knew that in Christ, we are one. And today, we celebrate being one in him. The queen has now cast her crown before Jesus as she was welcomed home. And she has now received a heavenly crown, crowned by the King of Kings, who is Jesus. And so as we unpack this passage that Ben's just read us from Matthew 21 together, we see that Jesus requires three things of us. Firstly, obedience. Secondly, humility. And thirdly, our worship. These are three things that Her Majesty the late Queen offered herself. So firstly, obedience. Jesus requires obedience. In Matthew 21, Jesus took a ride into Jerusalem where he's going to be welcomed in as king. And in order to do this, Jesus needed to prepare a few things. So he gave some very simple instructions. If we take a look at verses 1 to 3, he says, Go to the village, find a donkey, bring it to me. What did the disciples do? They went and did just as Jesus had instructed them. What a brilliant summary of obedience and discipleship following Jesus. Doing what Jesus asks us to do. The Queen once said this in a speech to the nation. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide the framework in which I try to lead my life. You see, the Queen knew that she could only do what Jesus taught her to do. While she was the Queen, she followed a greater sovereign, and she knew that one day she would be accountable to Jesus. I wonder what you think today of the teachings of Jesus. Elizabeth II modelled complete obedience to him. Now why, you might ask, would the Queen be obedient to Jesus? She was the Queen. Surely she could just do what she wanted to do. She was obedient to Jesus and his teaching and words because she knew that they were true. She said this, Christ revealed to us the truth in his teachings. And finally, on the cross, he showed the supreme example of physical and moral courage. You see, Christ Jesus reveals to us the truth. Now you may be here today and you may be wondering whether or not Jesus actually is the truth. 
whether he is who he says he is. The queen decided that he was truth, that he is truth. Now, the reality is that either she is right or that Jesus was mad and deluded or that he was an evil liar. And like the queen, you and I in this life must make our choice. Who is Jesus? And the world we live in now is searching for truth. And the, the queen was a great guide to us, pointing us to the truth. Who is Jesus? In our darkest moments, even in recent times during the pandemic, politicians, celebrities, influencers, people of all kinds tried to spare us on, didn't they? But who did we want to hear from? The Queen. She knew truth. She spoke truth. And she knew that ultimately, even in death, we will all indeed meet again. As Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We must decide. And if he is who the queen said he was, what does he do? He demands obedience from us. Obedience. Secondly, humility. If we take a look at verse 5, we see Jesus here arriving on a donkey. Now this week, we've only had to turn our screens on to see so many triumphant processions declaring the death of one monarch and proclaiming the accession of another in King Charles III. Now surely the scenes on our screens are incomparable to the scenes of when King Jesus arrived in Jerusalem. Or not. How would you expect a king to ride in? Surely a majestic war horse would be involved, trumpets sounding, majestic glory all around. But Jesus, the King of Kings, came in on a donkey. Jesus was humility personified not what people expected at all of their king. Why do we love the queen? Because she modelled the same humility. While I was reading an article on the BBC website this week, I came across um, this particular statement regarding why people wanted to go see the queen lying in state. And it said this, the values people mentioned about the Queen are those they think are missing from public life. They talk about service, duty, selflessness, empathy, and the ability of Her Majesty to speak just a few words to capture a moment and help them through, whether that's through the COVID crisis or in response to terror attacks. In other words, friends, the reason the Queen was loved so much was because she showed a different type of leadership 
to what most of our leaders today show. Something different, yet seemingly more powerful. Why? Because she modelled her whole life on King Jesus. The Queen once said, as she echoed the words of Jesus in Matthew chapter 20, we remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be served. She said he restored love and service to the centre of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. And so she dedicated her whole life to serving all of us, all of her days, with a servant heart. She said on her 21st birthday, before she was even queen, she said, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service. Friends, if we are going to model our lives on Jesus, as he calls us and invites us to do, following the example of the queen, what we need to do is model that same value of humility with our whole lives. And church, as we move back into this incredible building, we have a wonderful opportunity to follow her example and serve those around us. The poor, the marginalised, one another, our friends, our family, pilgrims to this city. And we've seen the incredible opportunity afforded to us at St Thomas's this past week just by simply having the doors open. Now this is something we want to do every single day of the year. And we, we're not sure how we're going to do it long term. So if you have a heart, a desire to see our doors open throughout the week, we'd love to have a chat with you. But humility, what is it ultimately? Well, C.S. Lewis said this, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I believe this past week has shown us in the Queen that there is more to life than just living for ourselves. It's more fruitful, it's more wholesome when life is done in community with one another, preferring the other. We've even seen that as people have queued for hours, endless hours, over 15 hours to see Her Majesty lying in state. People are commenting, what has got me through the queue being so long is getting to know the people around me. We're made for each other. Now Jesus, he humbled himself to death, even death on a cross. Our great friend here, Tim Keller, who actually lives in America, he said this, Jesus lost all his glory so that we could be clothed in it. He was shut out so we could get access. He was bound, nailed, so that we could be free. 
Do you get it? Jesus humbled himself so that you and I could become royal, clothed in royal robes. Just like the lost son who returns home to the father, we can be welcomed, you and I, as sons and daughters of God. Not one of us is to be excluded from the family of God. We are all welcomed in. The welcome we have just proclaimed over Jeremiah, Eliza and Flory at their baptism today is for us too. And Jesus' humble act in laying down his life for ours is something that our queen modelled with her life of humble service. Why? To point us to King Jesus. And that's where her life leads us, to worship him. Because Jesus speaks the truth with humility. What happened in this passage is it caused the crowds to worship him. Look at verse 9 to 11. The crowds cut branches from the trees and laid them out on the road. They shouted, Hosanna! They were worshipping King Jesus. Now, if we're honest with ourselves, we all worship something or someone. We might worship security in our life, our identity, our appearance, relationships, sex, our status, the job title we hold, money, technology, whatever it is, we all worship something and somebody. We don't get a choice as to whether we worship or not. The only choice we get in this life is what and who we worship. The Queen once said this, for Christians, reflection, meditation and prayer help us to renew ourselves in God's love. The Queen was absolutely clear where her worship went. It went to King Jesus. She knew that he was a king to be obeyed. She knew he was the perfect picture of humility who humbled himself to death, even death on a cross. And knowing all of this truth led her to worship him. So the question I want to throw out to all of us here today is who are you worshiping today? Who are you worshipping? Because whatever we put as additional accessories to worshipping Jesus, those things become our real kings. Who are you worshipping today? And this is a question I believe the Queen throughout her whole life has been wanting us to ask of ourselves. You see, in her latter years, she devoted much of her time, particularly in her speeches, to telling people about King Jesus. She longed for us to know him. You may remember a few years ago, 
in her Christmas Day speech, she said these words. Although we are capable of great acts and kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness or our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships, and it can reconcile divided communities. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. She goes on to say, in the last verse of this beautiful carol, O little town of Bethlehem, there's a prayer. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in be born in us today. She said, it is my prayer that on this Christmas day, we might all find room in our lives for this message of the angels and for the love of God through Christ our Lord. How incredible was our Queen. You see, in that speech, she asked all of us to recognize that we need saving, we need forgiving, and to ask Jesus to enter into our lives so that we can be free and have life in all of its fullness. In other words, friends, we need to see that it is only Jesus that can do this. It is only Jesus whom we are to worship. And this is what our Queen modeled so beautifully. It was King Jesus whom she served. We're here in the passage. Who is this? The crowds asked of this man arriving on a humble donkey. Jesus, they responded. King Jesus. The queen cast her crown before the king above all kings. My invitation to you today is will you do the same? Will you be obedient to him? Will you be humble like him? And will you worship him with all that you have? God save the king.